Hello, and welcome to another episode of An Old Man and His Two Sons. On this week's episode, we're entitled Three. Oh, man. Three. I can't believe that. What? Well, Josh, he did 98 episodes without blowing the introduction. <laughs> he stumbled oh. on three. Ethan and I have We've talked, talked about it. Have you really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I never want to bring it up because you've nailed it oh. every, every time. time. Didn't want to jinx you. Yeah. But uh, that's okay. 98 is still a hell of a record. Uh, would yeah. you guys like to know the definition of three from our Webster's New World <laughs> Dictionary of the American Language 1960 edition? No. <laughs> Too bad, I've already got it open. <laughs> Similar to our previous episode, it's defined three is defined as the cardinal number between two and four. <laughs> uh, it's also a prime number, right? I don't know, man. Yes. Yes. Yes, because it can only be divided by itself and the number one. Nice. Yeah. So is it the first prime number? Uh no, is but this is number? a point of contention. Oh, is it? <laughs> Why? What is, what is well, two can only be divided by two and one, but some people say it's not a prime number uh, because it's just a product of one and one. Uh, you know, so, but that's, but three, you know, and then of course four you can divide by two, two. but five you can't. So it puts three in the position of is it truly the first prime number? Because since two only has itself and one, right. for it, it by nature has to satisfy the rule. What do you guys think? I think we just told you. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> in your opinion. Oh, um, in my opinion, I would go with three, yeah. but I'm a purist. Yeah, what do you think, Josh? I disagree. I think two is the Ooh. first prime number. Ooh, we got to divide. No, no, you're not bullshitting this because <laughs> <laughs> there was something that we were talking about in between the shows that I want to bring up about my youngest son <laughs> because I am tired of being played for a fool when I know what's going on. This is a hell of an intro. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. because Ethan is a couch riser. <laughs> you go, oh, well, I, God, I gotta open this package or I gotta split this atom or I gotta, you know, I gotta Get do something. a load of laundry and Ethan will be sitting on the couch and he'll lean up his yep. butt will never leave yeah. the couch do you need some help with that oh I see you got it and he will <laughs> sit right the fuck back down this is true I have seen this I've oh my it. god how many times I've done it for years now and it would be okay no. but he does it on purpose <laughs> And he knows we know. I do. He knows we it's, know now. I do. Yeah. It's so true. it's like this inside joke where he's still getting away without doing anything. <laughs> it's like, isn't this funny, guys? <laughs> and I just lean back. Yeah, bring me a Coke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, one of the only times I've seen it play against him so well is for a little while, and we've mentioned this in previous episodes, uh, Ethan lived with me yeah. um, when he first moved to Central Florida. And we had a roommate yeah. uh, named uh, Red. Yeah. 
And at one point in time, she was in the kitchen uh, doing something, and Ethan was in the living room on the couch, and he went to do his couch rising element of like, like she was unloading the dishwasher. And he was like, oh, do you need any help? And she had picked up that he does this and did not respond. Just kept looking at Ethan, making eye contact, (laughs) while Ethan maintained this like squat position over the the couch. And then finally Ethan goes, all right, I'll come back. And stood all the way up. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I did not know that. It was oh, yeah. all right, good on you, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's true. fucking true, though. It's such a weird, yeah, because it is like an inside joke that I am still <laughs> yeah. away with a lot of the time, but not with you guys. What about no. Matt? No, God, no. What is it? Does Matt, it? No, it doesn't even face you. Yes, yes, I do need help. <laughs> Does you yeah. say that? Yeah. Don't answer him. I can't even get the words out. <laughs> so you need it. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Get out. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> like this running joke in the family, which we may have mentioned in, the, in an episode before, but it's a classic lineup. God, you know how it feels when you gotta pee really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one will answer. Yeah. <laughs> the hearing one. Where it's, uh, what? <laughs> no, not even gonna do it. <laughs> so that's funny. <laughs> episode ninety-eight, <laughs> entitled three, is inside jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. yeah. Oh because, man. Yeah, which is fun because uh, we have done this uh, with movies, lines from movies, lines from songs, uh, activities we've done together. Uh, that we still find amusing, even after so many years. Yes. Have gone through it. Uh, and even but, after they're not amusing, with things I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you talking about the couch drive? Couch one. That's uh, the, let's see if Josh can name the other one. One of the other big ones. Oh man, couch one is the one I noticed the most. Yeah. But I stopped doing this one in recent years. Oh, so now it's now it's an archived. Yeah, yeah it's an archived one. Uh, how oh. do, how. Do, do you remember? No. It's not the twin gun. No, no, that's still there. Still Even though that. every fucking family portrait we have before <laughs> he was 12 years old has Ethan doing the guns yeah. at the camera. Hey. <laughs> we don't have any pictures of him. I'm surprised they didn't. Let, he didn't try to do it. And he may have in his school portrait. <laughs> I did try it. <laughs> and they're like, no. The photographer was like, no, stop. Yeah, yeah. Go through like those band pictures out. again, like looking with a magnifying, like you're in the group, just going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one I'm referring to please. is Freedom Fries. Oh, I man, brought this up I, yesterday. Oh, did you? I love Freedom Fries. I don't want you to change that. Well, I was saying it ironically for so many years because everyone's forgotten about it, but it was the stupidest so dumb. thing. <laughs> where yeah. France wouldn't help us in Iraq or something. They wouldn't let us fly over their gun. Country for a bombing mission. That's what it was. And yeah. all these restaurants marked it out on their menus where yeah. they're not french fries, they're freedom fries. Yeah. And everyone moved on. <laughs> because uh, yeah. nobody cared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then these, and it's like if you called them french fries, were they going to expel you yeah. from the rest? Or they're like, sir, you're going to have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> or would they correct you? It's like, well, we call them freedom fries here. And I said, what's your, what's your word for tip? 
because you won't be getting one yeah. here. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, three. Are we talking about... Wait, are, wait. We, are we just on to... Uh, no, we can talk about... Uh, the three. Freedom Prize thing came uh, up the, the other day because I was pointing out to a friend of mine the view of doing something ironically for so yeah. long that then people don't realize it's ironic anymore. Yeah. And the Freedom Fries thing kicked off in like 2002, 2003, yeah. right? That was during George Bush's administration. Yeah, first term. So, and Ethan, I swear, maintained calling him Freedom Fries for like a decade. We were deep into the Obama administration. Oh, man, he would correct me. We'd be at McDonald's. Are you shitting me? <laughs> no, and I go, yeah, I know, to get some French fries with that. And Ethan... I'm going to try to, you really won't be able to get it because you won't be able to see me. Right. But Ethan would say it just like this. Damn. Freedom. <laughs> Stoically. Yeah. Like, just some, like, how could you say that? Show some respect. Yeah. You Did you check. just call me an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> you... I did it for so long. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and that's hilarious. Thank you. Because, you know, to point out <laughs> the ridiculousness, <laughs> especially in times we're currently going through. Right. Uh, with... Uh, the War on Christmas. Oh, my God. My new favorite thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doesn't start till Halloween yeah. every year. <laughs> and They're just like, we can say Christmas again. No one stopped. No one fucking stopped you. Yeah. And if someone near you had gotten shot for yeah. saying it, I bet you would stop saying it. <laughs> yeah, I'd stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you were in line at Target and somebody said Merry Christmas and they went, boom! <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm going to express check out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's happy holidays from here on out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh. You know, what's kind of become a unified theme in this one is talking about inside jokes. And like through movies and such, and yeah. how you know that is a way to, to create a touchstone with other people. Okay. Oh, yeah, because yeah. You, you evaluate really the mm -hmm. person by their interests, what they're yeah. paying attention to. That's like this movie <laughs> that I that just got uh, released recently that I've talked about. With both my sons, yeah. uh, I was uh, reading reviews of it today, and uh, by the time someone listens to this podcast, this movie will be available on uh, television, as we started talking about in the previous episode with the Bright thing, uh, is that you can't find movies and then there will be subjects that you're interested in that you're unaware that there's even a movie about. Like uh, the Hal Ashby documentary. Mm -hmm. There's a movie on a radio station called WLIR uh, out of New York, out of Long Island, New York, that is pretty much singularly responsible for careers uh, just about every new wave band you can name from Depeche Mode through U2, Talking Heads, Blondie. Wow. Because they were getting records and playing them on this little tiny radio station oh. because they had started programming all these other uh, stations to play the current 
you know, hits. Yeah. And so you couldn't get away from them. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I'm basically telling you what the documentary is about. Uh, but I was unaware that that even existed. The documentary on that radio station? Yeah, or the one on Hal Ashby. Yeah. So the thing that Josh is talking about, how you use touchstones, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, is becoming diluted because yeah. there's so much stuff out there. You can find an interest in something that becomes so specific to your interest. Yes. Yeah. I, that no one else can break through that seal. Right. But it's so much more special when you discover someone else watched that thing. Yeah. Yeah. That you watched. Like, there's a show, and I'm certain I've mentioned it before, called The Leftovers. And no one else watched The Leftovers. It was a You're right. Show, right. I don't even think you actually mentioned it in the podcast really? before. Yeah. Well, I loved it. It was a really good show. And it now, was, it was on HBO. It was, yeah. 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 So a little bit more special. of a, But it was it was during the Game of Thrones era. Yeah. Where HBO was like... Oh, has that ended? Please, God. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> not, folks. As of this recording, Game of Thrones has not ended. Uh, <laughs> nor will it ever end. Uh, uh, I didn't think so. But, uh, like, no one watched The Leftovers. And obviously someone did. Because you. it had three seasons. <laughs> oh. uh-huh. But it got to such a... It reminded... Uh, what made me think of it is on SNL, on Saturday Night Live, a show we've all watched, mm-hmm. they made a joke about Netflix... Um, kind Sucking of, up everything. Yeah. Yeah, and make they, a documentary. And, uh, yeah. And how they made one show. I can't, I'm going to screw up the joke, but they made one show that's ran for six seasons and watched by Deborah in Delaware. Yeah, just <laughs> one person. Yeah. So she won't have the benefit of right. running into anyone yeah. and sharing. Exactly. So it is interesting to see how that's changing because. Uh, it is so diluted. Yeah, but then I feel like there's a backlash that happens with that that uh, Josh could effectively illustrate because he suffered through it. He's in a job to where he has breaks, uh, where they have a television, sure. just killed the time. Right. And he has Ugh. very strong opinions about friends. Ugh. <laughs> Which we've discussed uh, in a previous episode uh, at the end, but I'm not a fan of Friends. You're and not? No, I know. <laughs> and I feel that it's it's trading on previous credit now of the touchstone element because yeah. it was a show that was on mm-hmm. for ten seasons, something like that, a long time. <laughs> I didn't watch. <laughs> call someone in. Yeah. Yeah. We need to consult. Yeah. And it was on for a while, and it's already got one of the big cardinal sins for, for me and I feel the family, uh, which is, has a very dramatic laugh track. Uh, uh, I don't true. like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I like, like to choose when I laugh. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> Good point. <laughs> and once Friends hit a streaming service like Netflix, it's on all the time. Right. But no one, like, actively watches it because they've seen it all before it becomes that background noise the simulation Mm -hmm. of just having the regular television on and as dad has spoken about in previous episodes when television was coming into its own even when cable was kicking off it was a touchstone having it on was kind of like all right we're we're all seeing the same news we're all getting the same event and so I wonder if this carryover, watching these shows that are bad, <laughs> <laughs> that they want to keep watching, is like just this 
touchstone element that like it becomes yeah, a fear familiar. of a new thing. Right. right. It's very familiar. And so we actually I'm as guilty as anyone of what of doing this. But it's usually older shows because again, I'm the old man. And uh I'm currently doing that with a show called The Fugitive. And this show which is from the early 60s. Not the movie. It was considered... No, the one with David Jansen, who, by the way, drank himself to death at the age of 48. Oh, Smoked four packs of cigarettes a day. Uh, this was, a day? This was The Fugitive? Yeah, and he's great. It, it's a great show. Um, but there are things in there that are horribly insensitive by today's... <laughs> standards uh, because it was the 60s and uh, they had uh, things like rotary phones and uh, God just you know everybody smokes All the time. Uh, they don't have you know effective forms of communication uh, the oh, cars yeah. are old clunkers there are racial and uh, sexual stereotypes in place that can actually make the plot of the show confusing. But the one thing I love about the show is there's never a spoiler. Really? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. I love this. <laughs> because at the end of every episode, Richard Kimmel gets away to go on to his next episode. Right. <laughs> so you know the ultimate destination <laughs> is to get Kimmel out of his current situation. Yeah, and down the road. And on the road again. So it's <laughs> not like I can just go. And you know, at the end, Richard Kimmel got away. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's episodic. It's but in still, the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, you know he's not going to get caught. Yeah, right. Unless it's the... Yeah, but the then one. the last show... But... <laughs> he caught up with the guy who murdered his wife. The one which was, right Yeah. Isn't that strange? Because, all right, it was after the <laughs> war and everything. But there wasn't that goddamn many one-armed men. <laughs> Just check it out. It isn't like the guy's gonna be hard to identify. <laughs> Say, hey, you got one arm. Come here, buddy. Come here. <laughs> Did you kill Richard Kimmel's wife? Yeah. <laughs> and the one arm guy goes, You got me. Yeah, that's the end of the show. Yeah, that's a really good point for a TV series. I think in my whole life, I've met maybe two people missing an arm. Yeah. 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 yeah it's not, and, and I, maybe it was more common in the 60s. Maybe, I don't know. You wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't recall it being right. that kind. But uh, <laughs> the weird thing is the jobs that he gets because he's a pediatrician. Mm -hmm. So he gets these jobs where he's a laborer, but the other night he was a jiggler. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, but they had to imply it because it's the early yeah. 60s, so it's implied he's a jiggler. But I'm going... Wait a minute, is Richard <laughs> Kimball selling his body to stay on the road? Damn, Richard, how'd you get into this one? Uh, yeah. I love I love shows like that where you get to come in and you're like, he's doing what? What's the show about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's running. Why is he a jiggler though? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of An Old Man and His Two Sons. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us talk about, 
please email us at oldmantwosons at gmail.com or we can be reached on Twitter at oldmantwosons. <laughs>